0: Hello, my dear friends. We are so blessed to study together the Bible, the Word of God, the Scriptures. And uh, in this uh, session, we are going to continue with the study of the seven letters which our Lord, Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah wrote to the seven assemblies, congregations, churches, Kehilot in Hebrew, in Asia Minor. It is amazing how amazing, step by step, the Lord Jesus the Messiah is correcting and ministering to these churches that existed in literally seven cities in Asia Minor. In every local congregation or church, and to remind you that the church Is not a building, but it is a composition of true believers in the Lord Jesus the Messiah, Jewish and Gentile believers united in Christ, in a Messiah. But of course, as time passed by, there was no longer only the true church, but also that which is not from the Lord, that which is false. And you can see, as we study the seven assemblies, the seven letters, that were written to these seven assemblies that he's writing to the professing church, which within it you have the true and the false. Well, we have arrived in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, to the fourth letter that the Lord Jesus, the glorified Messiah, wrote to the fourth assembly. And this assembly, this church, is called Thyatira, was located in a city that is called Tyataira. We read in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 18, And unto the angel of the church in Tyataira write, These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass. I know thy works, and thy love, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, Isabella in Hebrew, which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things, sacrifice unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the minds, the reins, and the hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. But unto you I say, and unto the rest in Tyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depth of Satan, as they spake, I will put upon you none other burdens. But that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh, and keepeth my work unto the end. To him will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches, unto the assemblies. Now this is, beloved friend, is a very severe letter that the Mashiach, the Messiah Yeshua, the Lord Jesus, who died, was buried, and rose again, and ascended, and is glorified now in heaven, have given the Holy Spirit of God, formed the body of Messiah. Now that the church, the assembly, the congregation was born after his resurrection and ascension, and the coming of the Holy Spirit, now the assembly, the preaching of the gospel went all over the world, and local churches were formed initially in Asia Minor. After the city of Jerusalem and the land of Israel. But you see, as he's writing to these churches in Revelation two and Revelation chapter three, we have both. He's writing to a group of professing believers in local churches in local cities, we might say, but at the same time he revealed, this is the Lord Jesus the Messiah. He revealed before them their condition. Like in your uh, locality, in my locality, we all have different condition of the local assembly, the local congregation. How do we live? How do we behave? What do we stand for? What we obey and what we don't? And so we have already arrived now to the fourth church in Asia Minor called Thyatira. In fact, the meaning of the word Thyatira, most Bible teachers teach that it means continual sacrifice. In other words, there was something that have happened in this local assembly that caused them not to be, you might say, teaching and instructing and upholding the truth of the once and forever finished work of the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, who died on the cross and was buried and rose, and there is no longer need for sacrifices to be offered on the altar, because he became the supreme sacrifice. Well, you see, sadly, this church represents something that went wrong. And it also, to remind you, it also represents the Church of Tata in a chronological and an historical, you might say, progress of the Church of God, the Assembly of the Living God. You find out that it represents an era between uh, six 100 A.D. to about 1517 A.D., an era that we often used to call the Dark Ages, where the things of God in the professing church gone sour. Things were wrong. That's why it's called the Dark Ages, where the church, the assembly, the congregation, the Kehila have been, you might say, in a dark spiritual state. And so you notice he began in verse 18. In the first part, we read that Yeshua, Jesus, says, and unto the angel of the church in Tyre, Tyre, right. Again, the angel, Angelos in Greek, Malach in Hebrew, and Angelos, Malach simply mean messenger. Like the prophet Malachi the prophet of Israel, Malachi. He was a messenger. And so the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, is writing to the, to the spiritual leaders of this local church that found in this city called Tyre Tyre. He's writing to the uh, elements of the spiritual responsible uh, elders, spiritual leaders in this local assembly. And he continues. And in verse 18b, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, present himself to this uh, angel to this messenger to the spiritual leaders and actually to the whole assembly and you notice what he says two things he says in verse 18b we read that the lord jesus says "Eh, eh, eh, these things says he the son of god ben ha elohim he is the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me shaul paul said in galatians 2 and then he said, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet like unto fine brass. Again, to remind you that that was taken from the first chapter when John Yohanan saw that vision from the island of Patmos. He saw that vision of the glorified Mashiach, the Messiah, who died, was buried and rose again. And he is now seen glorified in heaven at the right hand of the majesty on high s." We read in the Psalms, "Sit down at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool." He became the head to the church, to the body, to the body of Christ, and he's now is observing to see what's going on in these local assemblies, whether it is in this in this town or this town, what is going on there. So he's presenting himself as the Son of God. But notice that it says here. In this Revelation chapter 2 and verse 18, that his eyes like unto a flame of fire from chapter 1 verses 14 and 15, and also his feet like unto fine brass. And of course, when the eyes are flame of fire, they are piercing. See, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah can see everything. He knows everything that is going on in any local assembly, but he also his feet uh, that is standing upon the, as it says here, uh, upon the like a fine brass, represent the fact that he is a righteous one. You see the brazen altar that God required Israel to build. Upon that altar, sacrifices were laid, and God judged those sacrifices in order to forgive the sins of the nation of Israel. Where God is righteous, sin must be judged. Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, died for our sins. He's a righteous one. He's the one that has a piercing eyes and he has his feet like fine brass. He continued in verse 19, my dear friends and dear brothers and sisters, and Yeshua is now Showing and revealing to the church, to the church in Tayataira, that for which he is approved of, or that which he is endorsed in the things that are going on in this local assembly. Now notice, he says in verse 19, I know thy works, thy love, thy service, thy faith, thy patience. And again, and thy works in its totality. I know everything that is going on in your midst, those that belong to the assembly in the city of Taiteira. Notice the beautiful, because he know their works, what they are doing. He know their love. Apparently, there was love there as well. He knew their service because they were apparently committing and doing all kind of service among themselves and maybe in the neighborhood. And he also know their faith because apparently they believed. And on the basis of their faith, they also did these works that they were doing, but also they had patience, and they were patient with one another. This is good things to commend in any local assembly. How wonderful when things such as these existing in any local assembly, whether it is in Tayotara or whether it is in your local assembly or in mine. So he's commending, he's approve of that, and that is very commendable to say about this local professing church in the city of Tyatira. But here, from verse 20 and on, you can see that this a, a, a local church had many issues, many problems. And some of these problems were doctrinal and moral, which you might say have have caused them not to live a life that is honorable unto the Lord Jesus the Messiah, and that's why you can see that apparently within this professing church in Tyre, you have those that were faithful, but there was also those who were not faithful and allowed things to happen in this uh, church that was not at all pleasant to the Lord. And so you notice in verse 20, and verse uh, 21, Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, expresses his displeasure and disapproval with that which was not right and wrong and ungodly in that local assembly. Notice what he says in verse 20, Apparently, Ty- Tyre allowed a woman by the name of Jezebel or Isabella to seduce his servants and to commit fornication and idolatry. We read in verse 20, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee. Why? Why? Because thou suffered that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things which have been sacrificed unto idols. We do not know about that woman, Isabella, but what we do know that in Israel's history, there was a woman by the name of Jezebel, Isabel, that Ahab, the king of Israel, married her. In uh, the book of Kings, First uh, Kings chapter 16, we find out how this Ahab, the king of Israel, who departed from the Lord, he uh, uh, went on and allowed Jezebel to lead the people of Israel astray. It says in First Kings, chapter 16 and verse uh, 31, and it came to pass, as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nevat, this is Ahav, the king of Israel, that he took to wife Isabella, the daughter of uh, Echbal, king of the Sidonite, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. Notice what it says in verse 33. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. You see, my dear friend, like Isabella of old, who caused defilement to be brought upon the nation of Israel, apparently there is another Isabella here. In the church of Tyataira, that we read in verse uh, 20 uh, of Revelation chapter 3 that what did she do? She called herself a prophet, but apparently she was not. And what did she do? She uh, seduced my servants to commit fornication an and to eat things which have been sacrificed to idols. And this is rather sad because in the locality, it really expressed, you might say, spiritual and moral departure from the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and the teaching that are found in the New Covenant and throughout the Word of God. Again, to remind you that the Church of Tyataira, when it's come to the chronological and to the historical progress, you might say, history of the church, it represents the dark ages. Sometime around the 7th uh, the century, the, the bishop of Rome was considered to be and recognized to be the head of the church while the true head of the church is none else but the Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. And many, many things have been introduced to the professing church in those dark ages, which were really unbiblical and not found in the Word of God. History shows us this. And in some way and form and shape, it's existing today by those who claim to believe in the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, and yet in reality... They are practicing and believing in things that are not found in the Bible, like salvation on a basis of baptism, or like a, a, a justification on a basis of works, or like other things, such as uh, uh, you might say, if one dies, uh, he or she are going for a time to purgatory and you can buy your way for them to be moving from purgatory uh, to heaven. Many things that have been introduced, including... They claim that when one remembered the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, in his death with having the bread and the wine, believing that the bread and the wine become literally the body and the blood of the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, which is wrong, because the body... Uh, of the Lord Jesus the Messiah, was crucified on the Roman cross and was buried and he rose again and went to glory. His blood was shed for the redemption of mankind and uh, nothing, there was no longer need for him to be re-crucified, re-die again and again. And that's why these teachings have, have uh, you might say, risen during these dark ages. And sadly, until today, there are those who still teach it. But my dear friend, we learn from the book of Hebrews that the Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, once and for all, finished the work of redemption and there is no longer for need for him to die again. We read in Hebrews chapter 10. But this man, namely Yeshua, Jesus, after that he had offered as one sacrifice, for sins forever sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Have a reference to Psalm 110 and verses 1. Then it says, for by one offering, He hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. The Lord Jesus, the Messiah, needeth not to die again. He died once. And that's why this locality, Tyataira, in their, you might say, practices, and in the chronological and historical setting, there is this view that, uh, uh, you might say, that shows that there was a departure from God. And that Jezebel, or Isabella, while she may have been a woman that was existing in the days in which the Lord Jesus the Messiah wrote these letters to the seven churches, she also a representation of the false church, the false assembly, the false kehila. You see, history teaches us that there are always, the true and the false. In church history, from the beginning, up till the last days, including today, in the last days of the church age, there will always be those who truly belong to Yeshua the Messiah, who repented and turned to Him for salvation, confess that He is indeed the answer for sin, for our sins, We have all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He became a substitute, the just one for the unjust, in order to bring us to God. And there is nothing more that is needed except his work. But then to start to say that if one will get baptized, he will be forgiven and saved. If one will be doing all kind of good deeds and good works, he will be able to be forgiven. If one will worship Miriam, Mary, he will be able to be forgiven if one will believe that the bread and the wine in a remembrance of the Messiah become really literally his body and literally his blood, all these things are not found in the Word of God. And that's why the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, is so strong when he's writing this letter to the fourth church church that is found in the city of Tyatira, which represented the dark ages of the professing church from about 600 AD to about 1517 AD in these days of the church age. Well, listen, in verse 21, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, continues, and in verse 21, he gave Thyatira a space and a time to repent. How important it is to repent. We read in verse 21, And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Now imagine, he is speaking to the to Thyatira, professing church in that city. And he's telling Tyatira, he's telling the prophets, the prophet, that those who believe and those who don't, in that local assembly, he says, you better repent. You better change your ways. But instead, Tyatira did not repent. In a sense, what we learn here is that within that church, there were those who really belonged to Yeshua, to Jesus, and those who were not. But they went under the umbrella, as if all of them belonged to the Lord, what we would call today Christendom, the the profession rather than the true confession. And so they did not repent. And so, my dear friend, listen to what we read here. The importance to repent, why? Because we must all, believers, we must all appear one day in the presence of God before the judgment seat of Christ, the judgment seat of the Messiah. John said in 1 John 1 verse 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness like God said to our people of all the people of Israel when they have gone astray turn the Hebrew word shuvu shuvu mean repent and return to me or Israel God said to his earthly people throughout the ages and God said to the church, to the professing church as well, Shuvu, return, repent, and turn back to me, because judgment must begin at the house of God, 1 Peter chapter 4. Judgment will come, even upon God's people. And if, the God, if God is judging his people, what will be the end of them that obey not the gospel of the Messiah, the gospel of God? Well, listen, in the next verses, in these next verses, verses 22 and verse 23, we have the results, the consequence of the lack of repentance. When he gave a space to the church of Thyatira and she repented not, verse 21, in verse 22 and 23, we see the result. Look at a sad, sad result that the Lord is writing. This is the the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, the glorified Messiah. He says to this church in Tyre, and he's speaking to us all. He says, Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. Except they repent of their deeds, and I will kill her, her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which search the reins and the heart, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. You notice that, my dear friend? The Lord Jesus, the Messiah, is saying that he is going to, number one, cast hair. This is the, the false church into the great tribulation. In other words, remember that there is yet a future day where there will be a tribulation period, seven years of tribulation. After the church will be raptured, then the unbelieving professing church will remain to stay here in this world to go through this great tribulation. Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 24 that there will be such tribulations such as have never been before since the beginning of the earth, the beginning of the age. And all unbelievers will remain here to enter into the great tribulation. Secondly, he said that he will kill her children with, notice what he said, and I will kill her children with death. Apparently, sadly, the false church will experience physical and ultimately eternal death. Those that reject the Lord and do not repent will be disciplined. They will be disciplined. And, and here we can see how severe the discipline of the Lord for those who merely profess. Now the believers are forgiven because of the blood of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, but they will be disciplined by the Lord here on earth until he will take them to glory because they are forgiven on the basis of the shed blood of Christ. But from the unbelievers, there will be judgment that all the churches may know, as it says here, that I am the Lord, I search the hearts, I search the mind and the heart, and I will give to everyone according to his work. God is a judge and he will discipline those that disobey his word. And so my dear friend, listen to this. This is a severe, severe discipline of the Lord for the church of Thyatira. But how does he close this letter, the fourth letter to Thyatira? In verse 24, all the way to verse 29, we have an exhortation to the church of Thyatira, and we also have an assurance of blessing to the overcomers. And so we read in verse 24 and 25, And unto you I say, And unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, notice that, and which have not known the depth of Satan, as they speak, I will put upon you none of these burdens. In other words, apparently, there were those in Thyatira that did not have this doctrine, this false teaching that Isabella have taught the prophets and the the servants of the Lord to practice. There were those who didn't hold this doctrine, and the Lord said, "I will not put upon you none other of these burdens." In verse 25, he continued, "But that which you have already hold fast till I come." You know, I'm coming back. The Lord Jesus, the Messiah, said to the uh, to the church in Ty- Tyre, "Whatever good of me that you have hold fast to it, stay close to me, stay close to the Word of God." Stay close to listen to the word of God, listen to the Spirit of God appealing unto you, and you will be in a in a in a practical, safe place of blessing from the Lord. I'm coming back, I'm coming back, the Lord Yeshua the Messiah said. And he concludes this letter with a promise to the overcomer in verse 26, 27, 28, and 29. Notice what he says in verse. 26 he says he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end to him will i give power over the nation notice that the word overcomer the word overcomer here must be distinguished from the word overcomer in first john because in first john he says he that is overcoming is the one that believes that jesus is the messiah that jesus is the christ the son of god but here it's not so much the positional overcomer, but the practical overcomer. Because wherever we find ourselves, there are false teaching and false doctrine, and the believers are called to overcome the condition that existing by staying close to the Lord Jesus the Messiah. So they will be both positionally overcomer by faith in the Lord Jesus as the Son of God, but also practically to live their life pleasing to the Lord. And he going to give them power over all the nations to rule with him. According to verse 27, And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessel of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. In other words, the overcomer, will receive power to rule over the nation with the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will be empowered by the Lord, both in a future day uh, in which it will be when the Lord Jesus will return to this earth. But notice finally, and I'm going to just close here with these final remark in verse 28 and 29. And he says, and I will give him the morning star, The morning star is none else but the person of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, who will return one day as the morning star. Notice in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 16, I, Jesus, I, Yeshua, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and offspring of David, of David. I am the bright, and morning star. What a wonderful expression, the morning star. He will come soon and he will bless those that follow after him and the promise of his return for those that belong unto him. And so he says to Ty Personally, to everyone there, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit the Holy Spirit of God, Ruach Hakodesh, what the Spirit says unto the churches, the whole assembly, which means that whatever the Lord have said to Tyatayra, is to be adhered to by all the churches, all the assemblies in every city in the whole world, in every period of time in church history. Listen, he that hathn't hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. So with the Church of Thyatira, we learn the importance of the danger of spiritual and moral departure from the Lord, which God's people are exhorted to be careful from. And therefore, to keep ourselves close to the Lord Yeshua the Messiah is necessary for all those that belong to Yeshua, the Messiah. And if you are not a believer, you need to trust the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who is the only answer for our sins. May the Lord help you. May the Lord help us all to stay close to Him. Well, my dear friend, until the next lesson on the next church, I wish you the Lord's blessing. Shalom, shalom.